Welcome to the Gimme Golf Podcast. I'm Meredith Kirk, your host, and joining me today is General Manager of Blackmore Golf Club, Bob Zercher, and PGA Head Golf Professional at World Tour Golf Links, Brad Crumling. Blackmore and World Tour are two of the 17 Myrtle Beach area designs that have overseeded wall-to-wall, ensuring golfers will enjoy green grass as far as the eye can see for our spring golf season. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Gimme Golf Podcast. This is episode number 11, and we are going to talk about going green. And what do I mean by going green? I'm talking about 17 Myrtle Beach area golf courses that have overseeded wall to wall. These courses are now all green from tees, fairways, rough, and the greens, and they're all in great shape. And joining me today, I have two very special guests and they're going to help give us a lot of information about what it means to go green. So joining me today is General Manager from Blackmore Golf Club, Bob Zercher. Bob, thanks for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about things going on at Blackmore. And also we have Brad Crumling, Head Golf Professional, PGA head golf professional from World Tour. Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, so I have so many questions about what it means to go green. I mean, what is this all about, going green? So Bob, I'm gonna start with you. Share maybe the process that you've been going through at Blackmore Golf Club. All right, Um, I I think it's good to say that in the last few years, uh, most golf courses on the Grand Strand moved away from overseeding roughs. I mean, we typically would do the tees and fairways. Um, and uh, there's a portfolio or a group of golf courses that have made a decision to add a new exciting twist, if you will, to the experience uh, available for our players. Um, and then that involves primarily overseeding the roughs. Um, and uh, it's just uh, it's a matter of, of overseeding and Establishing a ryegrass base in the roughs um, certainly improves the aesthetic value uh, of the experience and, and to some degree the playability. Not to say that courses that don't overseed are any less playable, but if you're a, a player such as myself, you know, and spend a little bit of time in the rough, it certainly gives you some additional opportunity to recover. Okay. So it's not really, it's less tight lies, you would say? That is uh, correct. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) I'm with you. That's the the kind of golf I'm playing right now. (laughs) Brad, how about yourself? What's going on at World Tour? Um, We, we, along with uh, several other courses within our company, um, have heard the feedback from our guests um, with what Bob at Blackmore and a couple other courses have done in the past. Um, And our guests that, that travel in the spring wanted all green conditions. Um, so as the guest wants, we've decided we're going to give them what they want, um, followed by Bob, Bob and, and some others leads. And, uh, I can't, I can't complain at all. The courses right now are in absolutely fantastic condition. Now, as you know, a player, I know you go out and play a lot as a, a PGA professional. Do you notice a difference? Does it affect your game? I mean, how is that for you? Certainly. Like- I think it, uh, like Bob said, it's, it's definitely more playable. Um, the courses, um, you do get tight lies when you don't overseed and, and, you know, especially when it gets wet, it can be, it can get trampled down the dormant uh, Bermuda grass. Um, so having the overseed there to, to give you a more plush um, rough to hit out of, um, I may benefit a little more if we could overseed in the, in the woods. 
um, so it'll be a little more playable there. But um, for for now, I think it's it's been great that uh, that the, the that we're doing it wall to wall. Right, and it definitely makes the course look more beautiful. I mean, going green is our theme here on our topic, and literally, it's green. So. It looks like spring in the winter. It's like having flowers. Meredith, it's been very interesting <laughs> to see or uh, realize the response from our local players this early on. Mm -hmm. and, and the feedback's been extremely positive, uh, and, and it certainly has created a new buzz or excitement. Do you think it's going to increase? golf play here in the wintertime months? I mean, I know we get a lot of early birds and we do have golf year round here in Myrtle Beach, but do you think it's gonna affect that? I certainly think the potential is there and we certainly hope it does. Mm -hmm. I certainly think uh, with the marketing efforts that we're putting forth in it um, and letting our golfers know um, that we that these all, all these courses have gone wall to wall, um, I definitely think it's gonna help some. Now, how does this work, like for maintenance? How do you maintain this? Does it, is it harder on the greens crew, or is it easier? How does that work? And Su I know superintendents don't like it, do they? And, and I know, <laughs> and, and Bob, you are. I mean, although you have been general manager for many decades now at Blackmore, but um, at heart, you're a superintendent. I do have a, an agronomic background, and you know, overseeding does present some challenges, if you will. It certainly requires some additional inputs. Um, of course, the cost of the seed uh, and the need to mow those rough areas more consistently throughout the winter. Um, but I think the trade-off uh, is, is beneficial. You know, there's some small uh, opportunities for, for better water control, if you will. You have an active plant growing in the canopy, which tends to use some water. So... Uh, in many cases, you one could say that it does dry out the golf course, at least to a small percent. Um, it also uh, creates a, a better uh, opportunity for the maintenance crew to truly do what they do best because they're maintaining a golf course that's green mm -hmm. year-round. Yeah. There's no setup and go anymore in the wintertime. Exactly. Yeah. So... Now, do you foresee this taking place at several other courses, not just not just here in the Myrtle Beach area? I mean, we have 17 right now that we're getting ready to list off to our listeners so you guys know which courses have gone green. But do you see this as a trend that will take place maybe nationwide? I certainly feel as though, you know, with a good number of courses adding on to Bob and the few others that have done it in the past, that if we get enough and we think it's been successful, um, I certainly think more courses in the Myrtle Beach area will definitely do it. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine if the if the you know the rumor gets out to to other areas of the country um, that typically don't oversee, I have to think they'll they'll follow along uh, in the mm -hmm. future as well. So, I absolutely agree, and and I'm not so sure, Meredith, that some of the other destinations aren't already beginning to make that transition back to overseeing. So let's say what, I mean, we've been around here for years, and years past it was uncommon for people not to oversee wall-to-wall. -wall. That's correct. golf hit a, we'd say, a roadblock, right? We had a, obviously, diminishing players, so we look at where we cut costs. So that was one of the first things that you would do is you cut costs by not overseeing your roughs. So that's how it kind of started. You're absolutely right, Nate. Yeah. From an analytical standpoint, if you look at the data of the past, I think one can correctly assume um, that 
overseeding or not overseeding probably has impacted the package play on the Grand Strand. So do you think people maybe went further south? Or do they, I mean, I, don't, I just, I think the problem with the non-overseeding, some courses look great because it's defined, but golfers aren't educated mm-hmm. as far as they don't, we don't educate them as far as, okay, the roughs aren't dead, they're just dormant right now. Right. So I think just explaining it to the golfers and they understanding it, I think is, it's not a big percentage. A lot of people understand it, but there's just some that don't, you'll see comments that, ah, uh, the you know, roughs were dead. It's like, well, that's not the case. I think too, Nate, that a lot of our package players in the spring come from the northern mm-hmm. locations, and you know, frequently they've experienced snow and, and a yeah, pretty hard winter right? compared to what we see here on the Grand Strand. Yeah. So I, I think they're definitely excited to see the green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when it comes to playability, how is the grass different than this summer? I'm actually asking this personally for myself. So when it comes to now that you have overseeded playability, is it slightly different? Does it, you know, when you're playing on the course from winter time it's, to summer, or is it actually very close? It's similar, um, but I'll pass this over to Bob as he knows grass is a lot better than us. Um, you know, the the rye grass that you see out there. In the winter time, while it's just as green as the Bermuda in the summertime, there's a different texture to it. Right. And, um, you know, we all know when we take a divot with Bermuda grass, it kind of just shreds to pieces. Uh, whereas with the white rye grass, you're going to take a, a, a long divot um, more often. Bob, you can probably explain that a, a little better than I can. <laughs> well, I think from an agronomic standpoint, it's probably best explained in that dormant Bermuda grass tends to shrink back. That's its natural reaction to the cold. And, you know, depending on the given year, um, that shrink can be pretty extreme, which really allows for a more open canopy, if you will. Mm -hmm. By overseeding that canopy, we can consistently expect to have a a better opportunity for the lie of that ball across all areas on the golf course. Right, and that actually brings me to my next question. Um, Speaking of weather and cold, you know, this year we've been very fortunate. We've had a mild winter, but last year was not the case. I mean, it was very cold last year. So how does overseeding affect years or winter seasons that may be colder than other times? I think it just provides a more consistent opportunity for green and uh, from an aesthetic standpoint and, and playability. So ryegrass, ideally, you can keep it alive through May. I mean, you can you can look green through May. Is that? Yeah, you know, Nate. I think that's practical. I mean, okay. probably even into June, June. but it. but uh, certainly longer than than we would without it. I know in Maine we did have those winter kills, and then the first thing you do, you, you obviously kill your bent grass. You go out and you throw some ryegrass down, and that's just a temporary. Like I said, it's just right. a temporary solution. So I kind of had an understanding of ryegrass. It's like a quick fix it doesn't stay <laughs> and even in Maine it does get in the 80s and then all of a sudden you're in your peak season in June or July and your grass is checking out on your greens when you're it's peak but again people want to start the season off it's like what happened to the green? I mean, what happened to the greens it's like well we had winter kill so that's that was obviously north so 
Yeah. Well, we have 17 courses. Nate, I want you to tell our viewers uh, what courses have gone green. And also, we have a very special package for our listeners that's pretty exciting. So why don't you share with them what that yeah, is? Yeah, so right now, if you go to MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com, you will see that we have a Myrtle Beach Going Green package. You can play all the golf courses that are oversee to wall-to-wall. You can go green and save some green on that package. So you do get a little bit of a, uh, it's a special package. But the courses included in that are Man of War Witch Wizard, Arrowhead Country Club, Eagle Nest, Blackmore Golf Club, TPC Myrtle Beach, Long Bay Golf Club, World Tour Golf Links, Kings North at Myrtle Beach National, the both courses at Myrtlewood, the Palmetto and the Pine Hills course, Wild Wing, Tradition, River Club, Wilbrook Plantation, and Polly's Plantation. Okay, read those back real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so there's a there's a cool package there. Um, we've already gotten a lot of people excited or that have already booked that package. So, um, and where can our listeners go? Is it uh, MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com? You can go to MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com and right in the top, and you'll see. Uh, specials you can go right to the package page and that'll take you there so and you can browse all the specials there too so um pretty pretty cool place and you can read about the golf courses there's a we have we've done a couple stories on those courses so you can read about them and select the ones you want um and again to bob's point there were 17 that went green but that doesn't mean that just because they didn't oversee that you don't play those golf courses there's I mean, obviously, it's just roughs that are the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people like that that look. Right, it just provides another opportunity so that, for another those who desire that. Exactly. So. Well, I like the going green. I like the all green look. And I, I want to give Blackmore Golf Club a plug here because I love Blackmore. I mean, I'm a Merle's Inlet girl, and, uh, you know, Bob was always so generous to me when I I taught there six years and um, very supportive of junior golf at Blackmore Golf Club. I know that you participate, I believe you do, in the um, kids play free in the summer that junior golfers could come out with an adult and play golf. And so, Bob, I think it's great that you've always done that. And the course is beautiful. Um, I will say Blackmore Golf Club is one of my favorite courses on the southern end. It's so beautiful. The wildlife there is amazing, and it's almost it's an experience when you go out there and play. I mean, I mean, it's a fun Gary Player design. It's very player friendly for the women and the men, but it's just beautiful. So knowing now that you guys have gone green, it's always been beautiful. It's just like extra beautiful now. So just, I, I just, would say bring a camera and get some pictures when you go out and play because. You can't beat Blackmore. It's just gorgeous. Do you still have the turkeys out there? We do, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, we have deer as well to oh, the geez. degree that they uh, eat some of our annual plants <laughs> from time to time. So, <laughs> Meredith, I really appreciate your comments and, and know that we appreciate uh, your involvement over the past years and, and the culture that you've helped us establish there. Um, we also are involved in a, in a new initiative, uh, Project Golf. Mm-hmm. That's, that's occurring here on the Grand Strand. And it's been very exciting to see that there really are some people out there that want to get involved in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think Project Golf, just to give that initiative a little mm-hmm. plug, sure. is just a tremendous opportunity um, here locally to, to uh, learn the game, learn the fundamental basics of the mm-hmm. game. And we've actually seen a number of those players continue in the game and and play rounds after the uh, initial introductory phase. So it's just fantastic opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's been great. A good program. 
That's great. And, and Blackmore is such a great course to go out and play, especially if you're intimidated by golf. I mean, again, the course is so player friendly. The people are so nice. Your staff is amazing. I mean, you have some staff that have been out there for like decades. Um, I just love everybody out there. And it's a place that you go to if you are intimidated to play golf or you haven't played a lot of golf, you know, from the moment that you uh, pull into the parking lot. Everybody is so kind. You automatically feel comfortable there. And that's one thing I love about it. It's, it has very much like a family feel there. So I can see why, um, you know, the players from the Project X who are just getting into the game would feel really comfortable going to your course. And it is a great place to go out. You have a great uh, practice facility as well. One of my favorite ranges on the southern end. It's just, it's nice. It's really easy to follow the ball and it's flat. I like that. Um, your range and everything. So a great place to go practice as well. So I love Blackmore. I miss it. I need to go out there, Bob, and see you guys again and come out and play. Cause it's well, you're fun. certainly welcome anytime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, also World Tour. Brad, I mean, your course is amazing, and you know, every time I'm out at World Tour, I always think about the Masters. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's it's not like we have four holes there that are replicated <laughs> after after uh, Augusta National. I don't I don't understand. But now, have you have you received a lot of feedback from golfers coming off the course going green? Oh, certainly, certainly. We, I mean, it starts from before the round. You know, they they take a look from the back patio or outside the the door of the golf shop, and they see everything green. And they're yeah, it's like, such an wow, awesome view back there. Yeah, it's it certainly cool. is. Um, it's uh, they look out and they're like, wow, this place looks immaculate. And in all honesty, it really is. Um, Scott Grumman and his staff have done an incredible job um, this winter in getting everything uh, good to go for for the wall to wall. Well, great. So, well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And like Nate said, you can go to MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com. You can check out the list of the courses that have gone green and have the opportunity to save a little money and schedule your next Myrtle save Beach some golf. Green. Yeah, save some green when that, you come to Myrtle Beach. That didn't take a marketing genius to come up with that. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited, and I can't wait to get back to your courses and get out there and play play green courses. Sounds fun to me. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you, Meredith. Appreciate it.